This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Morning Majlis podcast. It's the Morning Majlis. It's the Morning Majlis. Welcome back onto the program. Now, of course, a lot of you will be thinking, are we headed? Where is the economy headed? That's a billion dollar question. And that's to answer that billion dollar question. We've got uh, a very special guest in the studios, uh, Farah Murad, uh, who is a senior market analyst at XTB Mina. Very good morning. Thank you for joining us today. Um, thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you um, on air with us. Now, we're going to be talking to you about a variety of things. It is the oil price, it is the interest rates that are taking place, the inflation rate. Um, we've gone through a very difficult period of, of high inflation. And now here in the UAE, we're talking about are interest rates going to be rising? Is there a recession coming in the US? Because we all know that if America sneezes, the world catches the flu. Uh, where are we headed with this um, this fears of a recession? Is it is it coming? Well, you just said a couple of things that I want to comment on. Okay. First, first of all, um, maybe now things are different. Now yes. maybe US is not also just leading the way. In case right. we see a recession there, it doesn't mean necessarily that we would see it in another way. We're trying. We're seeing more of a. I would say an economic groups around the world that they're working together mm. and somehow they might survive even if we see issues happening in the US at this moment. That's a relief. Yeah, yes. but I don't really believe that a huge deep recession also would hit the US. We'll talk about also um, uh, mm-hmm. why we believe so. Regarding the interest rate, now, um, I believe that even though the US stopped, uh, it's probably the first time, the first mm. pause we see throughout the year, but it's called a hawkish pause because even though we didn't see any interest rate for this month of June, but before this meeting, we were expecting one uh, spike or one uh, raise okay. of the interest rate throughout the year. Now we are calculating over two each one for 25 points supposedly in uh, July and the second one in September and we all know that here in the GCC especially because of the relation between the currency here and Mm. the US dollar we would probably see the same move from the central bank in the UAE. So we're expecting a rise, a little bit of a rise, not as a, yes. a, a, a huge rise, but a little bit of a rise. But it's still a hawkish um, perspective, mm. like reaching 6%, for example, in the US, it's probably more than we anticipated before the meeting. True. Yeah. Um, and is that going to cause some concerns for the, a lot of people who are you know, getting car loans here? They're going to be taking mortgages as well? Uh, well, yes, yes definitely. Okay. <laughs> definitely it would be harder, but this yeah. is the target because um, the target of raising interest rate is to try as much as we can to hold spending to maybe reduce this uh, this part that is affecting inflation mm. and it seems even though the data and this is the mar- where the markets are were a bit not really happy with the decision of the Fed mm. because they were checking the data of inflation they're seeing it's going down but the issue is the core inflation is still sticky it's still mm. around five point uh, 5.3 percent so right. it's one of the reasons why we see the federal bank keeping its hawkish um, perspective another thing is we're still seeing this inflation in rentals and mm. uh, real estate so it's also one of the issues also we're seeing that this um, uh, job market still strong mm. 
still can handle uh, interest rate. And this is why we believe that the federal bank will continue with this um, policy. Since you mentioned uh, the inflation interest rates, um, I just, uh, UK came to my mind yeah. immediately yeah, 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 yeah. and the economic developments that are happening in the United Kingdom as well. And business investment mm -hmm. in the UK is, uh, or it's lower than in any other country in G7. And we've been talking about that uh, for the past weeks, how their economy is suffering mm -hmm. more than half uh, it was reported more than half uh, a trillion pounds worth of underinvestment by government and business over recent decades did leave uh, Britain's economy trappled in growth doom loop. So how do you analyze the situation in the UK? Well, I don't know if we can use the word interesting, especially mm. uh, what we expect from Bank of England in the month to come, because the markets now are anticipating five more interest rates. Uh, mm -hmm. raise, raise wow. in the yeah. UK, wow. which is something um, given, you know, what's happening in the markets and mm. you know how tight it is. We're not really sure if it's going to not bring a recession with it, especially that the uh, inflation data is way more than mm. anticipated. And it seems that the markets or uh, the um, uh, central bank if, he, if we want to see where he wants to fight more or where's his fight uh, at the moment is, he doesn't, we don't, we don't see that they mind going through a recession uh, just to fight inflation. And these data that are coming from the markets are not really helping. So they're between two fires, as we say, and they will choose uh, fighting inflation instead of helping the economy at this point. Mm -hmm. And we've talked here on the, on the Morning Madras show about how uh, Brits are facing a mortgage crisis yes. uh, as lending rates are soaring through the roof. Can you talk about how this might be affecting the everyday consumer um, with these high mo with these with this mortgage crisis? Well, it's also, you know, uh, it's not an issue that we're only seeing in England, but it's definitely um, a bit harder in England. But we're seeing that also in mm. the US. It's definitely affecting, we would say, um, at the top of who is going to be affected is the banking sector. And this is why also we can see a different uh, issue happening or that the central banks, they have to deal with. For one side, they have to raise interest rate mm -hmm. to just fight inflation. But from the other side, we have a whole sector that might go into really bad times, especially in the UK, in case this interest rate would stop businesses and stop people, for example, taking loan on mortgages. Mm. And we've also talked about how the UAE is trying to diversify their economy. Uh, uh, and potentially, we've also covered how we're using different currencies for trade, because I know mm -hmm. we're tied to the dollar. Mm -hmm. Is that the next step, would you say, possibly diversifying uh, the, the currencies that we use for trade because of what's going on over in the United States? Possibly. And if you want to um, see, especially that now, OK, so what's backing the US dollar? It's not gold. It's mm. not commodities. It's just the faith that people have yeah. in the um, mm -hmm. US uh, economy. So once we are talking about a shortage of uh, commodities, the way we saw during COVID, because mm. you know of all the, the things that happened, it seems that commodities are the new currency. So as long as you have the commodity, you can uh, back up your currency. And this is why we're seeing, for example, if the US wants to uh, restrict any trade with any country, 
And if these countries have the commodities needed in the world, especially for these countries, for example, that are suffering suffering high inflation, mm. their currency is really deteriorating. So they definitely don't mind. It's not an ec- uh, political stand; mm-hmm. it's just an economic necessity for now to, uh, you know, uh, purchase commodities mm. at the best price available. And if the dollar is not going to be the middleman anymore, so it seems like. They're Makes saying just so be it. Yeah. Um, no. You know, w- w- the other issue that we were looking at and, and what affects us in this part of the globe is oil prices. Uh, we, we know that there were production cuts that announced that they will be coming into effect in July. Um, where do you see the prices of oil fluctuating? Because I know some mm-hmm. countries would want to, for example, Iraq has said that they'd be happy with $95 a barrel because they're going to balance the budgets. Yes. What are we seeing in the in, in this in this, let's say, the second half of the year? 95 is a bit optimistic, yeah. I would believe. For example, also if we want to speak about uh, uh, Saudi Arabia, for mm. example, their balance is at around $81 per barrel. But we're seeing big banks, they're reducing their forecast for oil prices yeah. uh, till the end of the year. Now, um, the last OPEC Plus meeting, we've seen different voices. For example, KSA moved to mm. reduce the production. It's going to uh, start from July. So mm. I believe in July, it's somehow helping to have this balance between um, uh, the demand and the offer. Also, we're seeing um, more productions happening in Russia. They're yes. not joining, for example, KSA in the production cut. So different voices we're hearing now from mm. uh, OPEC+. Plus. We're starting to see the Iran oil uh, yeah. joining the market. So I believe this would also add pressure to the prices. I would believe maybe going over 85, it would be a bit hard by the end of the year. I don't oh, wow. see I don't see fundamentals that would help that, mm. especially that the Chinese economy. We were betting on it. We were betting on the reopening, but it didn't give us good data to show yeah. us that you know consumption is. Because recently up. the data hasn't been that that very optimistic yes, that exactly. was announced at the start of the week. There is a couple of helps uh, mm. coming from the government still to to see its effect. I don't believe we're going to see it um, strongly this year that right. it would boost the prices uh, above $85 <coughs> per barrel especially if we don't see maybe more ge- geopolitical tension. Uh, Farah, shifting our focus to the digital economy um, recent allegations of fraud and the crackdown by regulators on crypto (laughs) (laughs) obviously crypto exchanges they have definitely dimmed the the prospect um, that cryptocurrencies will basically bring about a revolution in in finance Mm -hmm. and now that industry is coming up or looking for new purposes and coming up with new ideas to flourish once again Uh, so how do you see from your perspective the future of cryptocurrencies is it going to boom once again and dominate perhaps just like it did um okay let's just state one clear fact yeah it is a risky market yeah. it is a high risk uh, always will be asset. right uh we cannot say that mm. uh, and these crackdowns if uh, we might call them or any regulations that are going to happen even though they would bring um, a bit of tension to the markets, but on the long term, this is what is needed to bring, um, I would say, faith of more serious, not necessarily serious, but 
a huge number of investors into this market. We really need to see it not uh, maybe having this high volatility of the prices. I mean, an asset that would go from $68,000 to 32, it's yeah. something a bit scary for mm. some investors. So having regulations, even though on the short term, it might uh, you know, bring more volatility to the markets. We believe that this is the right step uh, on the long term, especially now we're seeing, for example, BlackRock, they're trying to introduce Bitcoin as an asset still seems like it's a possibility, which means that crypto in general won't be banned totally from the US. This is also a positive um, step taken towards the crypto market. So if I would choose between three <laughs> investments, okay. I'm going to be very general, by the way, uh, cryptocurrency, real estate, gold. Mm -hmm. What would you how would you like, uh, you know, you know, a smart investor would always uh, diversify. Mm. Yeah. You know, this is the, the smartest way to go. But at the end of the day, if you just diversify 50 50, then it's literally like you're just hedging. You're yeah. not really mm. making any profit. Yeah. So usually it depends on the outlook of um, uh, of the economy. We believe that throughout the month of July, August and the summer, we might see a pullback of this bull market that we're seeing in the markets. It might also help the gold. It's always good to have gold in your um, um, portfolio. Now, real estate, it's always a good idea. I'm um, just going to say that. It's just that maybe it's better to wait for the prices to go a bit mm. lower. Yeah, because is there a bubble? That's a big question, isn't it? Um, well... Uh, I would say that uh, more than a bubble, there is a, but a, a lot of uh, indicators that we might see a relief there, especially that, let's say about the US, they are trying to wait for mm. a sign that we are seeing a relief in the um, real estate uh, uh, market. Mm. So they would lower the the hawkish um, policy they're having. So right. it's it's the war now against the high price in uh, the real estate. This is why mm. we believe that they at least we would see maybe a stability or a bit of relief in the market, which mm. bring a better position to enter. Right. And I'd like to just just steer the conversation just a little bit back to cryptocurrency just quickly. Mm -hmm. um, you talked about the regulations that are, be, are being put into place. Uh, and also we saw it blow up really it, it, during the, the COVID time. Now, what are the future trends looking like? Is there a, a growing faith in cryptocurrencies because of these regulations? And are there any innovations to look mm -hmm. forward to in the crypto world in the future? Okay, so we just want to make sure that this blow up that we saw during COVID, it's not necessarily just because of the belief that people had in the market, yeah. just that we have huge uh, liquidity in the market where it really brought many new investors and new retail investors to the market. Now, having all these kind of, um, uh, I would say, obstacles and tests is really what's needed for this market and, and for it to be more mature with time. Um, the technology is the aspect that I want to talk about. Yeah. This is the whole concept. If I'm investing in a blockchain, I'm investing in the technology. So this is why like, it's not about the trend. It's not about what uh, Elon Musk is tweeting. Yeah. It's, you know, it's about the, the product. It's always about the product, it's all about, about the technology. Who's uh, interested in it? How much it can be implemented? Um, what are the obstacles for it to grow? These are the things that we need to look on. For example, let's compare Bitcoin to Ethereum. How much it consumes energy, how sustainable it is. These are the kind of things we need to look into and take into consideration. The consumption of uh, electricity is huge. Like the difference is huge between them both. Also, there's other uh, cryptocurrencies that provide even more sustainable uh, 
uh, aspects to it. So I believe we really need to look into that. That's the first thing we need mm. to do when we invest in a cryptocurrency or a blockchain technology. And can you see that uh, potentially countries are, 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 ha- are uh, like governments are having to are actually having more faith in cryptocurrencies <laughs> when it comes to trade? Because I know that in terms of transactions, a lot of them can be quite instant, be, be quite mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, I know that XRP is one that that, that the uh, SEC lawsuit is covering. Um, could you talk about that that level of faith on an international level when it comes to adopting cryptocurrencies? Ripple, for example, as yeah. we're talking about, I believe it has a huge chance. Just once, you know, the whole lawsuit is yeah. settled. In many years now. Yes. Yeah. But we believe maybe at the end of this year we would have uh, a hint of what would happen. I believe it, it, the technology behind it is really helpful yeah. for the price in case, uh, you know, it's settled. Now, regarding of how many countries would adopt it, we believe some of them would. We're seeing many, um, you know, uh, um, Latin countries uh, moving towards it. We're seeing even uh, some Swiss bank working on that. Africa might consider it as an option, especially these countries who suffered from really high inflation that deteriorated their currency mm. into, you know, for example, these countries, um, we would say Lebanon, for example. Mm. It's really, the inflation really destroyed the, the um, uh, currency where you might need an alternative. And it seems this is where the crypto, you know, shines and tells you, hey, I'm here. I have a, There's an opportunity yeah. here. But I believe, for example, the US trying to work as hard as they can to boost their currency. Uh, Euro, for example, how much they're trying to control cryptocurrency market. I don't believe they would be moving to it, but maybe they would adapt the technology maybe they would adapt a digital currency but their own where they control it for yes sure. absolutely because the imf wants to launch their own uh, digital currency as well that they've been uh, they, they're yes, in talks yes. about do you think even the us the yeah. uh, the the dollar digital dollar we're talking yeah. about yeah yeah it's do you thing. see that coming like it being implemented because i know they're Definitely. still still thinking about it yeah yeah i believe that's the future for okay. sure okay that's the future for sure and this is why yes there is uh, a fundamental support for the market mm. but tests are important obstacles mm. seeing cryptos you know disappearing this is part of being a mature per- I mean just like a human you know you have yeah. to go through yeah. life and hard times just to become a mature person this exactly. is the same thing with well, new markets all about adapting to the new trends as well well uh, Farah Murad thank you very much for joining us today thank it's you a for very having me it was a pleasure this is Pulse 95 Tune in live every weekday from 7am.